John 14. We had a good time in uh, Cleveland last week and got to minister with some friends of ours, and it was really good. And heard you guys had a great church service here with Grant, and it's awesome, man. Thank God for the body of Christ, right? Thank you, Jesus, man. So many, so many good things are happening. It's awesome. So grateful. You know, I um, today I, I'm going to talk about something that is really, um, it's just a big part of my life, like my daily life, and uh, this is something that I try to to maintain um, just all the time. How many know that that um, what you're taught in church should be able to translate into helping you like in your daily life, you know? We're not just here to get just Bible knowledge or Bible trivia. We want help, and uh, we want to know how to navigate this world. And uh, Jesus, he, he, wants to, he wants to help us, and He wants to give us a good life, and uh, He wants to help us to overcome. And so this is something that, that I really, I mean, I operate in, I endeavor to operate in all the time. And if you get a hold of this, it'll really change your life, and you get just kind of good at uh, maintaining it. Uh, because it's just a tremendous impact, you know. And, and the way that I would, I would like is this is a simple message, and it's a simple thing, but how I many you know as a coach, you know, when, when you're looking to coach your team, how I many you know that if you're not hitting the layup, then you shouldn't be practicing the dunk or the three-point shot? You know what I'm saying? If you're not, if you're not dribbling well, then you don't need to – try to do something extravagant, you go back to the foundational things, you go back to the basics, uh, because how many know that, that things are, are one in, in the foundational things and in the basic things, not the super complicated things, not the, the big, you know, crazy type revelation stuff, just the simple stuff. And what I'm going to talk about today is peace and just maintaining your peace, because uh, how many know we, we live in a time when uh, everything's just trying to take our peace, you know? Uh, from, you know, world, things that are happening on the world stage to things that are happening in our country, things that are happening in our schools. Uh, you couldn't pray for me because Monday I go before the school board to make a case for why our kids shouldn't wear masks anymore. So lift me up in prayer. Um, I'll be there about 5 p.m. And the way that I'm going to approach it is I'm going to approach it from a mental health standpoint. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm not going to approach it from a medical standpoint, just from a mental health standpoint. How many of the young people have been through some mental health stuff? And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard enough being a teenager back when I was a teenager. But now, man, with, with you know, the pandemic and social media and, and uh, how many of you know kids need to be able to see other kids' faces? They need to be able to see their smile. They need to be able to see their eyes. They need to be able to, <clears throat> they need to, be able to not be a nameless person. I mean, they're, they're learning their identity uh, right now at that period of time in their life. And so I'm honored that they invited me to do that, and so I appreciate your prayers, and hopefully we'll get that, that mandate dropped out of our high school. That's my hope anyway. So, um, But, you know, there, it, it's a time when we need peace, right? And, uh, you know, the, the, the peace that comes from God is, is not an external peace. It's not a peace that is the product of everything happening perfectly in your life. How I many you know... If you're waiting for everything to happen perfectly in your life in order to have peace, you're just never going to have any. <laughs> because you don't, there, there's no such thing as a perfect life. Uh, there's no such thing, you know, as a day where there are no challenges or there are no storms. The world can, can really, the world offers two types of peace. They offer a circumstantial peace, because we're going to talk about Jesus' peace here in just a minute, uh, where, you know, if everything's right in my life, then I have peace. And, uh, and that's a very fleeting peace. And then the peace that I pursued as a young man was a chemical peace. You know, drink, you know, drink myself into a place of peace or, you know, or, you know, do enough drugs into a place where my conscience was, uh, you know, deadened so I could have some type of form of peace. <clears throat> and none of those pieces are lasting. And one of the greatest things that God, is, that God has given to me is peace. I just, I'm telling you, there's just nothing better than having peace on the inside. And uh, it's, it's a powerful thing. It, it's a force. Um, this peace is real. It's a person. His name is Jesus. And Jesus has given to us His peace. And so it's so important that we learn how 
to maintain that peace and to use that peace. I use, I make sure, I, I do this every day of my life. I endeavor to maintain that I have peace. Here's the thing. How many know, even your body language changes when you have peace? How many know that when you're nervous, your body language is different than when you have peace? Very simple thing. Just, just walking through a store with peace in your heart, you're going to walk different than if you're in a place of fear or nervousness. You're, 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 the way that you carry yourself is going to be different. Peace is really the place where real confidence comes from. How I many you know arrogance is not confidence? Right? The Bible says that the righteous are bold as lions. And, you know, and I share this all the time, but how many know there's a difference between the boldness of a lion and the boldness of a chihuahua, right? How many know a chihuahua has something to prove? A lion does not. If you, if you watch a lot of nature shows, how many know the boldness of, the, of a lion is displayed in rest? The lion's just chilling because he ain't scared. He has, nobody, he has nobody to fear, really, except other lions. Um, so for the most part, when you look at a lion, he's just laying around. Why? Because he he's, he's in a place of rest. And so there is a boldness that God wants to bring on our lives that we're not yapping chihuahuas, but we are lions. How many know we're king's kids? Can I get an amen? How many know that, that we shouldn't allow the affairs of this life to bring us into a place of fear and nervousness? How many know we can have peace when there's wars and rumors of wars? We can. We really can. And we, we don't do it in our own strength. We don't do it in our own ability. We, we, we take the Lord's peace and we allow uh, that to be maintained in our lives. So let's take a look at it here in John 14 and in verse... So I love this concept. I love this message. I do this every single day of my life. If I find myself acting out of a place of peace, I will correct it. It's not an external correction. It's an internal correction. It's amazing. If you, if you can just get to where you're aware of it all the time, anytime, you know, uh, just, how I many know nothing should have the ability to intimidate you? Nothing, no one, no person. How I many no one, no one in this room is any better than anybody else? A lot of people feel nervous when they think they're around someone that's better than them. And how I many know that's, that's a false statement? There's nobody that's any better than anybody else. And so no one should have the ability to make you nervous. No situation should have the ability to make you nervous. No circumstance. Why? Because you've been given a powerful peace that comes from God Almighty. But how I many know just because you have something doesn't mean you're using it? Amen. Anybody ever, you know, and I share this example all the time, ever lost their glasses on their head? Right? I have. And, and like, how I many you know, you search all day long for your glasses, but if they're on your head, you ain't finding them. <laughs> and a lot of times, I think even believers we're searching for peace in all the wrong places, right? How I many of you know, a person shouldn't have the ability to, to be your peace? Because how I many of you know, people will let you down, right? How I many of you know, circumstances shouldn't have, you know, peace isn't based on my ability to get through traffic without anybody making me mad, right? How I many of you know, if that's my peace, I'm gonna, I ain't going to have much, <laughs> right? And so we have to have a peace that this, this peace that comes from the Lord that's going to carry us through this life so that we're not living afraid and nervous, but we're living in a place of just confidence, man. And how many of you peace is catchy? Right? How many of you nervousness and fear is catchy? I mean, you can pass that. How many of you anger is catchy? And, but peace is the same way. And the Bible says that, that we, we, our shoes are, 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 are shoes of peace, the gospel of peace. So, and what he's saying with that is the gospel that you enjoy in your heart, the good news that God loves you and Jesus died for your sins and paid for your sins and brought you into a place of right relationship with Him, uh, that beautiful gospel that we enjoy and brings peace to our hearts, that we're to carry that wherever we go. Wherever we go, should be, there, should, there should be peace. I don't care where you're, wherever you're standing, how I many of the peace inside of you is stronger than the fear that's in this world? Right? Amen. But we can have moments in our life when we lose our peace, even though it's on the top of our head. And let me just tell you something else. That's okay. That's kind of a part of it, right? It's okay. Don't, don't feel condemned for not having peace or, or dealing with nervousness or fear. We just have to change our focus and make some adjustments. That's all. You know. And so in John 14 and verse 27, Jesus speaking, He says, Peace I leave with you, my peace 
I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. So Jesus here, he's telling him, he's like, he's like look, I'm going to give you my peace. What does the peace of Jesus look like? Well, let's take a look at Jesus. How many of you know Jesus never looks nervous? I don't care what's going on around him. I don't care who died. I don't care who's trying to kill him. I don't care what's going on. Jesus always carried himself in a place of peace. Even in the moment when, you would, when, when the greatest um, political pressure was placed on him by Pilate, Pilate was upset because Jesus wasn't nervous. He said, don't you know, I can kill you right now. And Jesus just looked at him. Jesus got peace. He's the Prince of Peace. And Pilate's like, what's up with you, man? He's trying to rattle him. How many know when someone's an authoritative figure, they don't have any trouble rattling people? But how many know Jesus was an authoritative figure over Pilate, whether he realized it or not? And Pilate had this encounter with peace, and he couldn't take Jesus' peace. Pilate walked away rattled, so we got to let this guy go. <laughs> There's something different about this guy. And, um, and, and, and so much so that his wife was like, we got, we got to let him go. But Pilate was in a place where he couldn't let him go because of all the, the pressures and stuff like that. But Jesus never got nervous. Jesus maintained peace even in perilous times. And so what, 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 what is the product of, of Jesus' peace? Why did Jesus have so, so much peace? Well, it, it, always comes, it really comes back down to the gospel. How many know that Jesus was right with God? I mean, that's really just kind of the bottom line. God was for him, and Jesus was right with God. And how I many you know Jesus operated outside of the realm of sin? How I many you know there was no sin in Jesus, in thought, action, or deed? And so Jesus was born righteous. He was born of a virgin, no sin. And so he had this relationship with God that was unhindered by sin. And how I many you know if you know that the Almighty God, the Creator of the universe, is on your team, and on your side, you're not going to be scared of anything, right? And that's, that's, that is the peace that Jesus has. Now, Jesus enjoyed that peace. How many of his disciples didn't enjoy it? Well, how many of they, they was always scared and freaking out? Everyone around him was always freaking out. We're going to die. You know, the, the, the boat's sinking. We're going to die. Jesus sleep in the back of the boat. They're like, come on, Jesus. Jesus says, look, I'm going to give you my peace. You're going to be just as right with God as I am. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my blood and I'm going to spill it for your sins and I'm going to die on the cross and I'm going to take my righteousness, my right standing with God, and I'm going to give it to you as a gift and it's going to fill your heart with peace because just like God's for me all the time, God's going to be for you all the time. Now the world's not always going to be for you. People aren't going to always be for you. And how many know we can be our own worst enemy? How many know we aren't always for ourselves? But the Lord is for us. Amen? And so this peace that Jesus gave was the, the, the gift of his right standing with God, right? And so he goes on in that same passage in verse 27. He says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he says, I give you my peace. Now, you let not your heart be troubled. How many you know you can't do that for somebody? That's, all, that's a challenge. I hate that. I hate that. What are you talking about, Jeremiah? Well, like, you ever tried to console a child who's afraid? Who has no need, who has no reason to be afraid? Amen. Middle of the night, nightmare, something or other. Trying to bring peace into a child, right? It's hard because you can't make somebody not be afraid. You can't do it for anybody. This let not your heart be troubled, that's something that only you can do. That's between you and the Lord. Now, if I let not my heart be troubled by taking Jesus' peace and covering my heart, how I many you know I can be better at passing peace along to the people around me, right? So, but at the end of the day, you can't make somebody not be afraid. You can't make somebody not be nervous. How I many you know you can change their behavior, but you can't change what's going down on the inside of them? Y'all tracking me here? One of the things that we're challenged with right now is, is Eli has a very vibrant dream life. Like, and I was the same way as a child. Like, his dreams are like cinematic movies, you know? And that's great when they're good dreams. But when they're not, that's not good at all, right? And so, one of the th every night when he prays, he prays for good dreams. You know, that's his primary petition from the Lord is good dreams, right? And so, that's one of our, our challenges. But one, but, but, but one of the ways that 
one of the things, and this is something we're going to talk about today, is I teach them how to use the sword of the Spirit. How many of your kids can use the sword of the Spirit? We talk about Jeremiah. I'm talking about speaking out the Word of God. And that's what we do with him. That's one way you can help bring peace into somebody's heart. But you got to get them talking. Like in the middle of the night, we'll just be, you know, just speaking the Word of God out. He's speaking the Word of God out, using that sword of the Spirit, bringing, bringing that peace back over his heart and over his life. Amen? And so we're going to take a look at how we let not our heart be troubled. But first, let's take a look at this peace that Jesus has given us. Romans chapter 14, please. And uh, talking about the kingdom of God. And, uh, you know, we talk about this all the time, but, I mean, everything comes back to the cross. Everything comes back to the gospel. Uh, everything that we have is a product of what Jesus has given to us. Romans 14 and verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not some external action or behavior, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean, Jeremiah? Well, how many know that he that knew no sin became sin, so that we could become the righteousness of God in Him. Jesus, who never sinned, took all, all, every, all the sin that's in this room, right? Jesus took all that on the cross and paid, and, and paid that debt in full. Sin was condemned in His flesh. And He that knew no sin became sin so that we could become right with God, the righteousness of God in Him, Right? That's the great exchange. That's the gospel. That's the good news. That's the beginning of the kingdom. When I know that I'm right with God, as a result of receiving Jesus in His finished work, it fills my heart with peace. Can I get an amen? When I know that I'm right with God. Well, Jeremiah, I don't know that I'm right with God. Well, if you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you're right with God. It's not, you, you know, your rightness with God is not based on your conduct. It's not based on your church attendance. It's not based on your giving. It's not based on anything external. It's based on simply receiving Jesus. I, I share this all the time, but it's such a beautiful example. How many of the thief on the cross who had not one opportunity to do one good deed became right with God simply by believing in Jesus? Can you get an amen? He just received, right? And so when you receive that gift of righteousness, you become right with God. And so your rightness with God is not based on your action or your behavior. I mean, you know, your rightness with God is based upon a person. You used to be a drug addict, alcoholic, atheist, crazy person, lunatic, right? I received Jesus. I stepped into Christ, right? How I many you know now I'm in Christ by believing in Jesus? Now I'm right with God because I'm in Christ. Still make mistakes, not perfect but I'm right with God because I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen? Now, as I know that and believe that, my heart gets filled with peace because I know the creator of the universe is not out to punish me. The creator of the universe is out to bless me and out to rescue me and out to help me. Can I get an amen? And his thought process doesn't change concerning that. His heart towards me is good, right? I mean, you know, his heart towards every single human being on this planet is good. Yeah, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses and sins unto them, right? God is on a rescue mission. He's not on a condemnation mission. Yeah, Jeremiah, but God is not pleased with everything everybody does. That is true. I mean, you know, God hates sin because sin destroys people's lives. God's not pro-sin, but God is for people, amen? And he wants to help and to rescue people. But the kingdom begins with knowing I'm right with God, then the next stage is I have peace because I know the biggest person's for me. And then out of that place of peace comes joy. Right? That's the kingdom. That's how the kingdom operates, right? And so uh, turn to Romans chapter 5 here. Just trying to get us all on the same page here. Romans chapter 5, and it actually expounds it just a little bit more. Romans chapter 5 and in verse 1, it expounds this concept a little bit more, this concept of peace. How many know that, that when, the, when, the, when, they, when they came announcing Jesus' birth, they said, peace on earth and goodwill towards man, right? Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. How does He bring peace? He makes mankind right with God, right? Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, justified just as if I'd never sinned, declared righteous. The word in the Greek is the word dakasuni. And it means to be declared righteous. Having been justified by believing. Can I get an amen? By what you believe. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So 
You, your, your peace is the product of believing in Jesus and being made right with God. I know I'm saying that over and over again. You can never hear that too much. You got to get reminded over and over again. I got to get reminded over and over again because there are so many things that testify contrary to that. The primary thing being ourselves. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the glory of God. So um, it, it, this peace is the product of being right with God. If I know I'm right with God, I have peace. So the same peace that Jesus had and walked the earth with as a result of being right with God has been given to us as a gift, right? How I many you know if you know God is for you, you're less likely to be afraid and nervous, we are afraid and nervous when we don't think God is for us. And so the enemy is all the time trying to get us to make a mistake or fail and say, look, you did that or you didn't do that. Now God's not for you. How I many know you're not called to look at what you do? You're called to look at what Jesus did on the cross. How I many know the cross was a success? Wasn't a partial success? Was it kind of a success? No. It is a total success. All the sin of all mankind forever has been paid for on the cross 2,000 years ago, right? Only thing you got to do is accept that reality, believe it, receive it, enjoy it, and walk in it, and then enjoy that, that peace. So the place that peace begins is knowing that you're right with God. The place that peace begins is knowing that you're right with God. The place that peace begins is knowing that you're right with God. If you've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, are you right with God? Yes. And how many know there's not anyone in this room that's more right with God than you are? How many know because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I'm more right with God than you? Can I get an amen? Does it, just because, let's say I did 10 good deeds last week and, and you did one, how many know that doesn't mean I'm more right with God than you? Can I get an amen? You know, my kids, you know, I got three kids now. And how many of you know they're all my kids? One's not more my kid, and one less than my kid. They're all my kids, right? They're my kids on their good days. They're my kids on their bad days. Can I get an amen? And once you're in the family, you're in the family, and you're a child of God. Can I get an amen? amen. Enemy's always going to try to, to get you out of that reality because if the enemy can convince you that God's not for you, then where are you going to find peace at? Well, you're going to go looking for the world's peace, circumstantial peace. Um, chemical peace, person peace, trying to find peace. And I'm telling you right now, those pieces don't work. And the news will try to say to you, well, if you just stay caught up on the, all the news and you know what's going on, then you're going to have peace. I mean, we all know that's bogus. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. And, you know, and, and I like to be informed. I like to know what's going on since all this stuff has went down in Ukraine. I'm reading up on it. I'm trying to, I want to know what's going on in the world. But I have to be careful not to let it become the biggest thing in my life. Right? I mean, the biggest thing in my life should be God's love for me. Right? That's got to be the biggest thing. Because if you, if you focus too much on the wind and the waves, you start to sink. And you can't focus so much on the wind and the waves that you start to sink. How many of you got to keep your eyes on Jesus? And my goal today is to reveal Jesus to us so we can all get our eyes on him afresh and anew. So that we can maintain this peace. Right? Because as the world does what the world does, how many know they need people like us who are walking in peace? Right? Amen? And so, um, th this, this peace is something that's been, it's been given to us as a gift. It's something that we now enjoy. Now, but how many know just because you have something doesn't mean that you're using it? My, my mom was a great example of this, right? I love my mom. But I'm always trying to get, I, like, I, I can't tell you how many cell phones I've bought my mom and, and, uh, or how many or GPSs we've given to my mom. And because here's the thing, like most of us don't realize this, but without a cell phone and a GPS, like, and someone's trying to follow you somewhere, how I many of you can lose them and they're gone. For real, they're gone. Like, I, I can't tell you, I'm in the natural realm, and I'm getting better, but when they're following me somewhere, I'm always a little stressed out because I'm like, okay, are they still back there? Are they still back there? They're back there. We're, they're following us somewhere. We're going out for her birthday or something like that. And I was like, I lost them. They're gone. 
Don't know where they're at, and they don't know where anything is. And so they act like, the, uh, praise God, God love them. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, like, I remember one time we were going out, and we just lost them. And so, like, we sent Ethan out on, like, the sidewalk, like, trying to flag down the old people. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we're over here. Because you can't call them. Now, here's the thing. They got a cell phone. They have multiple cell phones. They don't care. They're paperweights. So, they got a GPS. But there's something wrong with the GPS. Always something wrong. And I sit in there, I'm like, boop, boop, boop. Okay, what's the problem here? Oh, look at that. It's working now. I'll tell you what, it wasn't working before. It's like, hey, man. And I always tell Ethan, I'm like, don't let me turn into that person. I was like, just smack me. You know what I'm saying? If I'm like, don't want to learn something new or get stuck in my ways, just be like, oh, learn how to do this, right? I'm only, the smacking part is a joke, right? Amen. Just kidding. But, um, but and so like, I can, they have a cell phone. But they don't use it. So that cell phone's there to empower them, to help them to understand, A, where they're at, and B, where everybody else is, right? But they can have 30 cell phones in their car. If they don't use it, they're not going to enjoy the benefits, right? How many of you know Jesus has placed His peace inside of us? But if we don't use it, it's not going to benefit us. Can I get an amen? And, and to me, the, the clearest... The, the, the best example of, that I can give for, uh, for, for peace, so you've been given Jesus' peace. It's the product of being right with God, right? Excuse me. You ever been on the, on the couch and you're cold, right? I love a good blanket on the couch. Anybody else? Like I got blankets that I just, I got, I got this one old ratty quilty blanket, and I love that thing, boy. Like I'm just like, ah, it's falling apart, but it's like, it's just so soft, you know what I'm saying? I love it. So, but if I'm cold and the blanket's off me, how many know that I have the ability to be warm, but I just have to readjust my blanket? Y'all tracking me here? So let's say I get a leg pops out and my foot gets cold, right? All I got to do is readjust my blanket. There's going to be times in your life when fear tries to come in, when nervousness tries to come in, and you just got to readjust your blanket. You're not trying to get a blanket. You already got one. Jesus gave you a blanket of His peace, right? But sometimes you got to readjust it. And so the way that you readjust that blanket, and you learn how to do this, this is something that you learn how to do. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. What does that mean? That means it's my decision to let not my heart be troubled. And so the, the, the number one way is you speak. How many of you know your words have power? And you don't have to shout and be weird. How many of you know you can, just, you can just quietly be like, let not my heart be troubled, neither do I let it be afraid. Say it all the time, don't I? In our house, let not my heart be troubled, neither do I let it be afraid. What are you doing, Jeremiah? I'm adjusting my blanket. And you, and you get good at it to where you start to learn how to live in peace. Do you want more confidence? Live in peace. Seriously. Can I get an amen? Like, when you have peace, you're confident. When you have peace, your body language is different than when you don't have peace. And if you'll, if you'll watch this very closely, you'll notice that your peace will try to leave on the regular. All the time. Let me give you a great example of, of a time. Of, how many know that when everybody's looking at you, it'll try to rob you of peace? You ever know, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, this is a great time when I would practice my peace. So we, Ethan plays basketball. And so we'd be at a high school game, right? So I gotta, I'm going to get up and use the bathroom. I'm going to get up and go get some food, right? So I'm going to walk in front of an entire gym full of people. Now, how many know that has the ability to make you self-conscious and to change the way you walk and think and act because you got up and dropped your blanket? Got no peace. Why? Because I'm thinking about myself too much. Do I have something in my teeth? Is my pants up? Am I showing somebody my butt crack? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All that stuff, right? I can pull my pants up even when I'm talking about it. So, but I, this is rubber meets the road stuff, man. How many know... 
God, how I many of oh, Jesus has given us his peace, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Cover it up. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, I don't want to walk down that road. Don't make me walk down that bad humor road. Everybody's trying to pull me over in that direction. I'm not doing it. I'm staying spiritual. Let me hold my jacket. <laughs> but like, when, you, when I get up, now, am I going to allow all of these people's, my perception of their opinion of me, rob me of peace? Right? Now, here's the reality. Most people could give a rip about me. But you feel self-conscious because you think everybody's looking at you. But they're, but they're not. But there might be a few people or whatever. But here's the thing. This is what I do. As I get up, what am I going to do? I'm going to pull my peace. I'm going to, boop, get my peace right. And now I'm walking across the gym with peace. Changes the way I walk. And it makes my walk more enjoyable because I'm not nervous and I'm not self-conscious. Can I get an amen? If my peace starts to leave, I pull it back. Let not my heart be true. Now I don't even really have to say anything. I just change what's, I don't even know how to explain that. I just like pull that peace over like, it's all good. I mean, you can get good at this. Just like you can get good at anything else, right? Walking through the store. I mean, you can walk through the store with peace, right? I mean, you can drive with peace. I've settled within myself that, that because I am the Lord's, that nothing should be able to take my peace. And here's the thing, nothing can. I have to allow it to happen. I allow someone to intimidate me. I allow a bad report to come in. Y'all tracking me here. And I've made a decision that I'm just not doing that anymore. I don't care how big the problem is. I don't care how small the problem is. I'm done worrying. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It changes nothing. Can I get an amen that worry changes nothing? It does no good. It does no good. So for, I'm done. Like if I, if I start to get worried, peace. Big things, little things. And, and we can get good at this to where we can actually live out of a place of peace. And you'd be amazed what would try to rob you of peace when you start getting aware of what's going on in your heart. The smallest things in the world will try to rob you of peace. Tiny things. And, and, but we don't have to live like this. We can live with our hearts blanketed with this peace that Jesus has given, how I many know we're going to enjoy our lives better? Can I get an amen? And here's the thing. When you, have, when you have peace, when you're operating out of peace, listen, you are more yourself. What are you talking about, Jeremiah? Well, how I many know that we can get in situations that even socially can make us nervous, and then we start trying to act like we're something that we're not or talk like something that we're not? Y'all tracking me here? I think everybody does this to some level. Like, you just kind of like, you know, but I don't like that. Like, I don't, I don't want that. I want to be the same person 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't want to be a different person. And, and I feel like one of the things that God's grace teaches you how to do is you get comfortable in your own skin, and you can be yourself around anybody. Like, when I get it before that school board on Monday, I want to be myself. I don't want to be nervous. I don't want to try to act like I'm something I'm not. I don't want to, I want to, I want to have peace when I stand up there. See, and one of the key elements of maintaining peace is proper motives. If your motives are good, it's, easy, it, it's easier to maintain peace. You're tracking me? I always try to make sure that when I'm ministering, it's coming out of a place of loving and caring for people. It's not about me at all. How I many know if I start thinking about me too much, then I become self-conscious and it's not real ministry. It becomes a show. Shouldn't, it shouldn't, it's not a show. It should be you caring about somebody. And even when I get before that, that school board, I need to do it out of love. love. Love for the kids, but not just love for the kids, love for the people that are on the school board as well, right? And not everybody has the same opinion, and that's okay. But I'm just, you know, but, but I want, don't you just want to be yourself? Like all the time, out of a place of, of peace. Well, God has this for us, right? And, but some of us 
we've spent so long living our lives without peace, we don't even know what it's like. Amen. And, and God wants to teach you. Now, how do you get that peace? Well, I mean, you know, you hear the gospel. The gospel will fill your heart with peace. How many of you know it's the gospel of peace? Right? When you hear the true gospel preached, you're going to walk away with more pre- peace than when you started. And it's not that peace was generated and manufactured and deposited in you. What happened was the gospel took your attention off of you and even the world and put it back on Jesus, and that little blanket's pulled back up over your heart and you have peace. Can I get an amen? That's why the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. You keep hearing it and getting it. I mean, as long as Peter could keep his eyes on Jesus, he could walk on water. Right? And so the, the peace is a product of what we're looking at and what we're, and what we're focusing on. If you would, please turn to uh, Colossians chapter 3. And so what I'm doing right now is just, it's kind of a little tune-up. It's a little peace tune-up. You know, this is, this is, you know, going back to the layup. You know, going back to the dribble. Going back to the basics. Because the war is not won on the super complicated weird stuff. It's the basics that wins. Right? And it's this, this maintaining of, of peace. And once again, no one can come and take your peace from you. You have to allow them to do it. And if you lose your peace, you just pull it back. Practical sense, what do you say? Nope. Let not my heart be troubled, neither do I let it be afraid. I'm right with God because of Jesus. God loves me. God is for me. I don't have anything to be afraid of. Y'all tracking me here? Sword of the Spirit, man. Pull that thing out and use it. And use it until you have... until. You pull peace back over your heart. For example, you know, if, if there was a snake in my house, there would be no sleep until the snake was gone, right? I'm going to get rid of the snake, right? I'm just not a snake person. Some of y'all might be snake people, but I'm not. And so, like, you know, we're going to get rid of the snake. <clears throat> I was thinking the other day, we were, you were talking about getting in the creek. We, man, summer's coming. We can get in the creek today. And, man, we, we, set, we, we, we took a couple, uh, like, those collapsible chairs, and it was hot, and there were no pools that were open during the pandemic. And man, we just went straight redneck, man. And we took our we took our chairs and just set them in the creek and just sat out there. And it was great. We enjoyed it until a big old snake came up behind me. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, boy, Brother Johnson was walking on water, man. I dropped it. It was bad. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Don't gotta be faster than the snake, just faster than your family. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. It was huge. It was huge. It just came up. It was this big old snake. It just came up and was like, what are these people doing? I was like, ah! I picked my children up. I was a good dad. Yeah, it was gone. It went whoop. It's, it scared me bad, man. Like, it really did. I got a couple good funny snake stories. Yeah. Remember, I saw I, I was carrying a ladder out behind the house when we lived in Frankfurt, and I saw a snake. Stacy saw me running. I'm telling you, I'm on my tiptoes. I was like, Whoa! It was so bad. There was nothing masculine about it. There's no masculine run. Oh, gosh. So anyway, let's get back to the point of the analogy. <laughs> we wouldn't allow a snake to stay in our house, but how many know that fear is more dangerous than most snakes? Right? And we, we, have, to, we have to remove the fear. We can't conduct our lives. How many know fear will wear your marriage down? How many know fear will, will, will wear your, your, your parenting of your children down? Right? How many know fear... And worry and all that stuff. How I many? It's taxing on your relationships, and so like, and so, and once again, it's an individual responsibility. I can't take care of Stacy's fear. She can't take care of mine. We could try to help each other, 
But at the end of the day, I've got to take that stuff before the Lord. The Lord's the only one that can take his love and drive fear out of my heart. Y'all tracking me here? But if I'm good, if I can maintain my peace, I mean, I'm going to be better at passing it off to her and to the kids. Can I get an amen? Right? And so this, this in Colossians chapter 3 and in verse 14, it says, Above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule. So we, we want peace. We want to allow it to rule. And, and I think that we get better at this as we get better at just seeing where we're at in our heart. You ever had something that you were worrying about, but you didn't know what it was, but it's just way back in your head? I hate that. You'd be like, be like, be trying to have a good day, but you're not having a good day because you're worrying about something, but you forgot what it was. <laughs> ever experienced that? So you just got something way back here just, just gnawing at you. Like, I'm trying to be happy today, but I ain't happy because there's something going on that I'm worrying about, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it's like a leech on your brain. You know what I'm saying? It's like, a, it's like a, just sucking the life. And, and my thing is, is like, nothing is worthy of your worry. Y'all tracking me here? Like, nothing is worthy for you to shovel your peace into its mouth. I'm talking small things, big things, all that. There's no place in Scripture, well, the only place where God, He says, he says fear lest you in, do not enter into the rest. How I many of what I'm talking about right now is rest? How I many of God never encourages you to worry? He never encourages, He's 365 times in the Bible, He tells us not to be afraid. And how many know, as people that are living in the day and times that we're living in, how many know, we, we kind of need to get good at this. And, and, and as I guard my heart from worry and fear, I make it easier for my wife to do it. I make it e we make it easier for our kids to do it. I grew up in a home filled with fear. I'm talking, we, it was just fear. My mom, God love her, raised by a single mom, she was, so, she was afraid of everything. And she would watch scary movies 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like, gosh. Like, I mean, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street when I was in third grade. Like, ruined my life, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, gosh. And so, like, fear was a fire that was built in our home. And so I was scared of everything because I was taught to be afraid of everything. But how many know I don't have to pass that heritage on to my children? I can take a stand against that fear, right? Just like when I was running from that snake, right? <laughs> that was surprise. <laughs> oh, Lord. So good. Okay, so peace in our hearts. Now, here's the thing, and you know we're going to close here soon, but how many know that Monday's coming? Let's try to walk in peace all day Monday. Let's try to be aware. And see, peace isn't just worry and fear. The absence of peace isn't just worry and fear. How do you know it's also agitation and anger? See, if you lose your peace, if how many know agitation can pull your peace off? Right? And how many know agitation can eventually erupt into anger? And how many know you can get agitated over very small things? Lost the keys. Can't find the keys. Can't find your phone. Can't, you know, can't, you know, or somebody in traffic cuts you off. All of a sudden, there you are. You got the peace of Almighty God, but you ain't wearing it. And there you are. And how many know once you're angry, how many know you're more likely to be afraid as well? How many know fear and anger and worry, all these things, they're, they're carnal. But how many know when that moment comes, how many know we got to bring peace back? Listen, if the news is making you afraid and robbing you of peace, you probably need to chill out on it a little bit. If social media is making you angry or making you afraid, how many of you probably need to chill out? How many of it's not worth your peace? None of it's worth your peace. Can I get an amen? You know, the, the most positive thing that we did, you know, maybe not the most positive, but how many know when we united together in prayer over world events, that's powerful. That's how we get things done. That's how good things happen. And I'm not saying you can't actually do actions as well, because you definitely can but, but being afraid and angry is not going to affect the world in a positive way. Y'all tracking me here? And so we, we maintain that peace. How do we do it, Jeremiah, in a practical sense? Pull it back. 
Can you, can you feel it when you have peace? Can y'all feel it? You know what I'm saying? And can you feel when it's not there? Right? Well, when it's not there, pull it back. That's all I'm saying. That's this whole message is about. Pull it back. You already got it. You're not trying to get it. Just pull it back. Operate out of a place of peace. Amen? Praise God. How many know if you have peace, you're going to speak to your spouse differently? How many if you have peace, you're going to speak to your kids differently? Amen? How many of your words can be filled with fear and worry, or they can be filled with peace and love? The Bible says that the tongue can start a fire. Right? And so we want to, out of our, how many, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I can maintain peace in my heart, I can speak differently. Right? I discipline my children differently when I'm in a place of peace. I discipline my dog differently when I'm in a place of peace. Yes, Lord, I hear you. Thank you. Thank you, God. <laughs> oh, i got to stop failing that test. Praise God. <laughs> open the door. Run away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everywhere you go. All right, don't get me started. All right, turn to Philippians. No, no, I'm not going to complain about my dog. Philippians chapter 4, two more places and we close here. Y'all getting this? This is a good, just solid, basic teaching. And I tell you, it's huge, man. And um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, we all know these, these passages, but it says, be anxious for nothing. Right? Can I get an amen? Don't be anxious about gas prices. Please, don't be anxious about inflation. Is your anxiousness going to affect it in a positive way? Nope. I'm not saying don't be aware, but I'm saying don't be worried. Amen. I mean, God's going to take care of you, right? He always has and he always will. So be at peace, right? Maintain peace. You might not be able to affect. I'm just saying you have things you can control and you have things you can't control. The things you can't, the things that you don't personally have control over, you pray over and give to the Lord. But the things you can control, that's the things that where your heart comes in and peace comes in, right? And that's what he says here. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Here's another key element. A complaining heart is not filled with peace. A complaining heart is not filled with peace. A complaining heart is not filled with peace. A peaceful heart will be filled with gratitude. Do you have things to be thankful for? Yes, you do. How I many of you can focus on those things? If you always focus on what's wrong and what's messed up and you stay in that mode of complaining, you're not going to have peace. I'm not saying you put your head in the sand and act like it's not happening. I'm just saying that the health of your heart is more valuable than your right to complain. Find something to be thankful for. Can I get an amen, right? Stay, stay, stay filled with gratitude. This is how you maintain peace. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, this peace is not this passive oh, peace. No, this is an aggressive peace. If you look at that word for guard, it means to garrison like a soldier. God wants to set up soldiers around your heart, soldiers of peace, to keep your heart out of a place of fear. Amen? But your part is to, A, let not your heart be troubled, B, present your concerns to the world, to the, to, excuse me, to the Lord, and then thirdly, be thankful. Right? We can maintain these sayings, we can maintain the guards of peace around our heart. Right? Amen. And then, and, then, and then the last place we'll go is Philippians chapter 4. And then you have to be careful what you're focusing on and meditating on, right? Like I, I, this is an area I have to guard against because I want to know what's going on in the world. I want to know what's going on. I just do, you know? Stacy the other night, she's like, you coming to bed? I was like, I'm reading up on Ukraine. Give me a little bit. I just want to know, you know? I just want to know. I want to pray and, you know, and... And, um, and so I, I don't, I, there's nothing wrong with being informed, but you just can't, it can't be the primary focus. How I many of you, I've got to be more focused on Jesus than I am on any type of wars. He already told us that there'd be wars and rumors of wars, right? He told us they were coming. He's told us all this stuff was going to happen, and here we are. It's like a bad movie. 
And here we are. And so, but we can have peace in the midst of these challenges and these storms because people need us, man. You're the salt and the light. You know, like Dirk was saying earlier, let our good works shine before men. Amen. Like we have some things to do. We have some people to help. We have some people to love. Amen. And we and that's not going to happen if we have no peace and all we do is complain and we're upset and we're mad and we're afraid. We look just like them, just different bumper stickers, right? So let's pull this, pull this piece back over. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Finally, my brethren, what, whatsoever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, let these things be on your Facebook fa- feed. <laughs> Meditate on these things, the Lord says. I mean, like, for example, we watched that movie, The American Underdog, last night. Anybody seen that movie? With Kurt, it's the Kurt, not Kurt Warner. Yeah, Kurt Warner. Oh my gosh, the movie's so good. So good. It's a true story. You know what it did? Filled my heart with good. Filled my heart with just Thanksgiving. And, you know, it's, it's a true story about uh, uh, this, this quarterback who, I'm not going to go into all the details of it, but it was a good thing to put our hearts on, right? It wasn't necessarily scripture. It wasn't necessarily, I mean, even though they honored God in the movie, but how many know that was better than me just sitting in front of the TV watching the, the you know, something negative, you know? And so I, just be careful what you're focusing on because what you're focusing on, you're feeding on the inside of you. And you want to be careful not to overfeed fear and worry and all of those things. Amen? It says, these things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen? So we're done. Closing. Everybody, let's try Monday. Peace all day. Sun up, sun down. I tell you what will help you too is some time with the Lord. I mean, the time with the Lord will bolster your sense of peace. And it'll help. But even after, how I many you know you can spend eight hours with the Lord and if you're not keeping that blanket of peace on you, you'll be just as mad as you were if you, if you didn't. You follow me? That could be easier, I think. But let's, let's try to live Monday totally in peace. Amen. And here's the thing. Things are going to challenge your peace. You may have a coworker that challenges your peace. Right? You may have somebody in your life that, that challenges your peace. Don't give them the ability to, you know, you pull your peace back. Amen? Let's get good at this, man. Let's develop this. I just want to pray over this real quick. Father, I just thank you for everybody here, and I thank you that you just help all of us maintain that heart of peace, Lord God. Give us wisdom. Help us. Let us get skilled in it, Father. We thank you for that. We receive your peace and your righteousness, Lord. We thank you for that. And Lord, if there's anybody watching online or here that has not received you, Lord, I just thank you that they call upon the name of the Lord and receive. That your hand of salvation is outstretched to them. Your heart is open to them. You want to save them because you love them. Lord, we thank you that, that many people during this time come to the Lord to receive this unconditional love and this forgiveness, Father. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Just got a couple announcements here. Well, uh, um, then uh, if you need to give an envelope, lift your hand up and we'll get one to you. Those of you watching online, if you guys want to give